Did anyone else find it curious that the moment Subway announced they would have new sandwich slicers in their restaurant, yeah. the Chinese decided to spy on Fuck us? Yeah. That's not a coincidence, goddammit. I just spent an hour listening to your podcast. Oh, there are secrets. That's an hour I'm never going to get again. Gonna get there again. There are secrets, ladies What the fuck is that? There are secrets that only a Subway sandwich artist would know. That's what the Chinese are after. There are more classified documents per square inch in any random subway in the Midwest than there are in Joe Biden and Donald Trump's home put together, and you won't convince me otherwise. It's the I Can't Complain podcast. My name is John. Do we really think it's a coincidence that the week that Subway announced that they would be adding meat slicers, deli slicers, into all their restaurants later this year, the day that they announced that shit pretty much, the Chinese said we're sending a balloon in. We need this information. Maybe we can find the black forest where the hams grow. Maybe we can end up taking a few pictures of buffalo to see where those buffalo chickens are raised. Let's look in the pastures around buffalo. So they they started by sending that fucking balloon over Montana. Over Montana. I'm sure they took a good long look around on those cameras and said to themselves, Goddamn, this is the land where dreams go to die. But there's subways. So let's take a few aerial photos of the subways and see if we can garner any useful information. Let's see if we can see a deli slicer through the window and pick up a few of the techniques that the sandwich artists use. So I was trying to figure out which sandwich that they were zeroing in on. Which sandwich did they really want the most information about this time? It wasn't the Black Forest ham because they didn't find the Black Forest. It wasn't the Buffalo chicken. They didn't go to Buffalo. They weren't interested in the Philly cheesesteak. I thought at one point that they were going to go for the Mexi Cali. I had to look it up on their menu. And it starts by saying, head for the Southwest with a juicy rotisserie-style chicken. That balloon didn't go through the Southwest. I have determined, after minutes of exhaustive research, that the Chinese were here to spy on our subways for one recipe and one recipe only this time. The oven-roasted turkey. They went to the Midwest to see the birds in their natural habitat. They went to the plains of this great nation, and I don't even think that's where the turkeys come. Nevertheless, they went to the plains, and they spied on our turkey. They got a good long look at our turkeys before and after production. They took a good long look at them in the fields, and then they spied through the windows of the subway. They noticed the stroke, the stroke of the meat through the slice. They noticed the stroke of the meat through the slicer, and they said, we saw that bird on the farm yesterday. And goddamn Subway's fresh. They butchered that bird last night and delivered it to the Subway this morning. And now it's on the slicer. Subway's turned the corner. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. Subway's introduced Subway's introduced slicers to all their restaurants and they fooled themselves into thinking that it's gonna save their business when it's not gonna save their business. Nobody's interested in any of your sandwiches, Subway. Not even the Chinese. I don't think that's why the Chinese came here. I was lying to you guys. Maybe they're here for the Subway sandwich artist knowledge and fucking secrets and recipes and shit, but I don't think that's really why, because somebody, somebody's not good. So I don't know why the Chinese were really here. I don't know if it was for the secret herbs and spices from KFC. I don't know if it was to try and find the black forest for the hams. I really don't know why they were here. They were looking at the most boring area of our kind. People will be like, yeah, but there's a there's nuclear like fucking silos, and I don't know what. People will be like, yeah, there's there's stuff. There's not shit there. Trust me. There ain't shit there except fields full of turkeys. Again, I don't know if turkeys live in there. I don't know where turkeys come from, but I know turkey 
It's a pretty American thing. And if the Chinese are coming for one thing, it very well could be the Subway footlong turkey recipe. God damn. I will tell you this, though, guys. Uh, those rush orders on subs are going to be a little more interesting now than they used to be. It'll be a show. You'll dine in and you'll watch a few employees lose fingers on the slicers over your foot-long bacon tomato lettuce sandwich fucking bullshit. You'll sit there and you'll see the sandwich artist at work. Only the best employees, by the way, will carry on after cutting off digits. When they lose a fa- eventually it'll get to a point to where these subway sandwich artists are they're so professional and they're so good at their job, they'll carry on regardless of conditions. They could lose three fingers on a shift and they'll just put them in a bag, and when they get off of work, they'll go get them reattached to the hospital. They won't even clock out in the middle of their shift to go get these fucking fingers reattached. They'll just keep working through it. They'll keep working that slicer. I'm looking forward to just sitting in the subway and watching the stroke. I mentioned the stroke earlier. I'll mention the stroke again. That stroke, that nice, smooth, easy glide when the meat is sliced on the slicer. It's something to behold. And it's going to be a show in sub in each and every subway across America. We're going to have kids because they're probably not even 18. We're going to have 16 and 17-year-old kids operating razor-sharp deli slicers for minimum wage. <laughs> Those rush orders, guys, it's going to be a show. You just sit back in the corner of the restaurant, enjoy your sandwich, kick your feet up, and watch the fingers fall off. Some people think this is the end of the show, by the way. Some people think this is the end of America. Some people think the Chinese, they're going to send another balloon. They're going to keep sending balloons over and over again until they have all of our recipes. They know all of Subway's recipes, and they know KFC's secret herbs and spices, and they have everything that makes America America, which is basically a chains, fast food chain restaurants. You guys just wait, though, because some people say that there's an artist in all of us, and I can assure you, When you sit down for dinner at your local subway later this year, you'll quickly find out that there's not an artist in all of us. You thought Jared Fogle was dangerous? Wait till you see dinner at your local subway. They're going to be losing so many fingers on one shift, they're just going to put all the different employees' fingers in one bag, and they'll go to the hospital after the shift, and they'll just all pick a finger out of a bag. They don't even care if it's theirs or not. They'll just say, put it on, i got to work a morning shift. I have to open the subway in the morning, and there's a fucking... Six foot party sub that I have to fucking, a 12 foot sub that I have to fucking build for some asshole that I don't even know. Point is this the Chinese were here to get those sub recipes and you won't convince me otherwise. And some people, some people are saying that this is the beginning. Well, maybe not the beginning, but this is, this is worse. This is the downfall of America. Some people are saying that it's all over for America. The show's over. It's time to turn out the lights. The experiment's over. I'm here to tell you that the experiment's far from over. The experiment's far from over, and America will party again. We're going to party harder than ever. We're going to party harder than ever. There'll be designer drugs. There'll be strippers involved, because that's the America that I know. The America of drugs and Bud Light and women exposing their tits. America has something that the Chinese will never have, and that's the secret blend of herbs and spices from KFC and foot-long subs from Subway. We have a Subway in every corner of this of this great nation, and the Chinese think they're just going to come over here and spy on us, and we're not going to take it. Fuck you, Sub. Fuck you, China. Fuck you, Subway. Fuck everybody, but fuck you, China, for spying on us. I don't like to be spied on. I'll give my information up voluntarily, goddammit. I log on to the internet all the time. I don't use... 
I don't use DuckDuckGo. I don't use a hidden browser. I expose all my information on the internet willingly so that you can take it, China. Just take it off the internet. You don't need to come and take pictures of me. Russia, you have my information too. You guys can get this information easily online. Don't send a balloon over here. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to spy on me with a goddamn balloon in the year 2023. What year is this? Fuck China. This is the, it's 2023. We have delicious footlong subs and secret herbs and spices. We don't fucking use balloons anymore. I was listening to the Unoffendable podcast. I listened to it uh, every time he puts out an episode. He was saying when it got to South Carolina, he thought it would have been nice if all the whites down there, if they all had mooned, if they all had mooned the balloon. So you look, so they looked down and just saw a sea of white asses. I like that idea. I like the idea of the Chinese looking down and they, at first they can't make it out and then they have to look a little bit closer and all they see is a sea of white asses, white asses and yellow subway signs. Oh, and yellow dollar general signs and mattress stores and hamburger restaurants and everything that makes America great. The Chinese are coming for what we have and what we have that they don't have are footlong subs and herbs and spices. <laughs> But there is good news. There's good news this week. Ellen DeGeneres is back on her feet. I saw she, re- I saw she renewed her wedding vows with uh, Portia de Rossi. Good for Ellen. I know I've said some things about Ellen DeGeneres here on the show in the past that might have been factually untrue. I might have accused Ellen DeGeneres of wearing blackface and parading around at 3 a.m. looking trash cans after her home almost got flooded. I don't remember how long it was ago, three weeks or some shit, but she's rebounded. She's back on her feet. She's renewed her wedding vows, and I'm happy for her. I know a lot of people think that I don't like Ellen DeGeneres just because I make fun of Ellen DeGeneres. If I didn't like everybody that I made fun of, I wouldn't like anybody. I don't have anything against people that I make fun of here on the show. I'm happy for Ellen DeGeneres. I'm happy that she's no longer homeless. I was really fearful there for a little bit that Ellen DeGeneres, her and all her millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars, was going to be homeless because when I saw her by that creek, guys, and it was flooding... I said, what, what can I do to help Ellen? Do I fly to LA right now? Do I, do I charter? Do I charter a plane? I can't get there commercially. It's going to take too long. Do I charter a private jet and go to LA right now to help Ellen DeGeneres? And I decided not to. I said, Ellen's a big girl. She can get herself out of this. And she rebounded. Not only did her home not get destroyed, evidently, but her home's perfectly fine. It was all an overreaction. And now she's renewing her wedding vows. And I think her TV show's still canceled. And she's she's she renewed her wedding, wedding vows to stay relevant in the news. And she recorded that video by the Rising Creek to stay relevant in the news because her brand is fading. But do I hate her? I don't hate her. That's not what I'm saying, guys. Fucking Ellen DeGeneres. I don't hate Ellen DeGeneres. Just because I accuse someone of digging through a trash can at 3 a.m. and looking disheveled and homeless, even though there's no proof of that at all, doesn't mean that I hate somebody. So get off my ass. I don't hate Ellen DeGeneres. And also... While that we're on now that we're now that we're on getting onto my ass, I have a message. I have stumbled. Uh, okay, Facebook guys, we have a Facebook page for the show. Facebook at one point we're like, yeah, we're gonna do podcast. We'll just upload all your episodes automatically to your Facebook page. I said, okay, if it's gonna be easy, I'll do it. Well, guess what? It it worked for about two months, and just like everything that Facebook keep anything that Facebook keeps anything that Facebook does is pretty fucked up. Let's be honest. The site hasn't been good since 2008. It's a Facebook marketplace is like the wild fucking west. There are people selling organs on there for for below market value. Point is though, 
I'm on Facebook this week and I see a message on our Facebook. Oh, the Facebook page. It was supposed to keep updating. Facebook was like, yeah, we're going to update this shit. We're going to update this shit. We'll do it automatically. It works for two months and then it goes to shit. They haven't updated my Facebook page automatically through the RSS feed for this podcast in three months. And I've abandoned the page and I'm never going back to it. But I was on there. Somebody messaged me on there and I responded to their message. And then I noticed there was an old message from last year. There was an old message from last year, and it was just a a post with the middle finger. And I noticed that, and I think what happened was, at one point, Facebook gave, they were like, yeah, try this free advertising. Uh, I made two clicks, and it it posted some advertising, like, bullshit for the, for the Facebook, for the, on Facebook for the podcast. That was free. And I just noticed this asshole messaged me and gave me the middle finger, like, last June or some shit. And all I have to say is, what the fuck did I ever do to you? I'm not even selling anything. This is a free product. I know you might not like advertisements on the internet or, or, or social media platforms or Facebook or whatever, but you don't got to send me a message with the middle finger, you fucking asshole. What a dick. It was free. I didn't pay for it. You don't pay for this podcast. You, I'm not selling you anything. I don't have shit to sell you yet. There will be a Patreon at some point, and I've told you to get those check to keep your credit card handy, because at one point I will ask for your money, but that day hasn't come yet. And for this asshole to message me nine months ago, and I just now see it, he gave me the middle finger. I'm not even selling you shit, asshole. Friends, it's John here, trying to sell you pure Russian rainwater. Ah, yes, pure Russian rainwater. Since 1997, we've been hydrating the planet one drop at a time. Here's Jessica to tell you a little bit more. When Mr. Rainwater was a small boy, he knew there had to be a path to better hydration. Despite being born without ass cheeks and eyebrows, Mr. Rainwater, through sheer determination and a $15 investment in metal buckets, has grown pure Russian rainwater into the largest company that I've ever worked for. Now, you've done a lot of big promotions here on the show, but tell them about the new one. Pure Russian Rainwater will be launching a balloon decorated in pure Russian rainwater branding and filled with pure Russian rainwater. And we will take the balloon to drought-stricken regions and explode it upon arrival to end droughts forever. Just one more way that Mr. Rainwater is helping the world one drop at a time. Wow, that'll really do a lot of good. Like, um... Drought-stricken regions, like in, in Africa, there's a lot of regions that are... Oh, no, we're not going to... You're not going to take it down. We're not going to take it outside of Russia. You, you're not... Well, does Russia... Are there a lot of drought? No, there's hardly any droughts in Russia. This doesn't sound like a big commitment at all. It's not a very big commitment at all. Helping Russia win the war against Ukraine. Fuck the... Jesus Christ. So pick up a case of pure Russian rainwater today. Pure Russian rainwater. We're on the good side. Fuck me. You know, there comes a time in every man's life, and I think the time has come for me, when you're reading a propaganda ad from a foreign company on your podcast and you realize that more than likely, you will be brought up on war crimes charges at some point. That's the only way this podcast ends. I told you guys when it started that it probably ends with me committing suicide in the garage when leaf blowers are blowing in the background because I can't stand how much they blow leaves around where I live. But 
Now I've determined it's probably going to end when I'm brought up on war crimes charges for actively supporting the Russians. It's just me in a straitjacket in front of a war crimes tribunal. (laughs) As they give me small sips of room temperature water out of a pitcher. We sit there for an entire hour as they play every pure Russian rainwater ad, one after the other. It's an hour straight of Jessica and I just rambling over top of the Russian national anthem. But that does lead me to this question. At what point do we forgive someone for their sins? At what point do we forgive Bill Cosby? At what point do we forgive me for the atrocities that I've committed here on the show? At what point do we say, guess what? You've contributed so much to society. You're forgiven for all your past discretions. That's what I'm asking myself because I saw an article in the takeout this week that said you never know who's serving you pizza. And that's true. Shit, just last week here on the show, I described the atrocities that I saw in a local pizza place. The chef was so unkempt and dirty, he looked like that he had been involved in a theater of war. He looked like he had been involved in active combat for extended durations, extended periods of time. That's how filthy he was. He had layers of dirt on him that only came with age. The chef in this pizza restaurant, and I didn't eat the food like I said last week, but the chef was so dirty that if he was a patron in a restaurant, if he was a customer in a restaurant, I wouldn't eat in that restaurant. Even if he wasn't involved in the preparation of food, I still wouldn't eat anything coming out of that kitchen because he was in the vicinity of it. So, I see an article from the takeout that says, you never know who's serving you pizza. A a killer on the lamb was hiding in plain sight after being discovered working at a pizza restaurant. He killed two people. He goes to France. He he works at a pizza restaurant for 15 years. I was ready to convict him. I was ready to say this guy's a piece of shit. He killed two people. I was throwing him under the bus. And then a little footnote in the article says he was even bold enough to allow himself to be photographed and featured in a local newspaper in 2021, highlighting his cooking. Did you guys hear that? Evidently, he can cook a pizza with the best of them. This man is a master pizza maker, and we're going to rip him out of a pizza restaurant just to put him in jail for killing two people 20 years ago? Doesn't add up to me. Doesn't add up to me at all. If anything, force him to make pizzas for the rest of his life. I don't know what the solution is, but we can't just throw this guy in jail. What what, what are we going to do? Put him in jail and then he ends up on the kitchen staff in jail? The prisoners have never had it so good. Imagine that. The prisoners are eating gourmet pizzas on a daily basis. He's in the kitchen lovingly hand-tossing dough for convicted murderers and rapists. Now, keep him out here. Keep him out here and make him cook pizzas for the pieces of shit that are still not in jail. Make him cook pizzas. For all the fine French people that just want to get a little taste of a good pizza pie. Make him cook the goddamn shit out of jail. Don't send him to jail. That's not right. That's not right at all. He's paid his debt to society. He's paid his debt to society every time he puts another pepperoni on a piece of pizza and throws it in an 850 degree oven. God damn it. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. I have an article here that says a former school official in Chicago is accused of embezzling $1.5 million worth of chicken wings. We have ourselves a hero, ladies and gentlemen. She said, Wingstop ain't got nothing on me.
job. She called ahead to home and said, honey, go to the store, pick up a few bottles of teriyaki right. sauce. Go to the store, pick up some buffalo sauce. See the next Tucker fucking Carlson for Rush Limbaugh, I'm coming home. I'm coming home and I'm bringing the wings with me. Officials are reporting that they are now looking into large thefts of celery, blue cheese, and ranch dressing in the area to see if there's any connection between the crimes. It's the worst joke I've done in this show. I do imagine, though, when China sent that spy balloon over here, they were expecting... I don't know what they were expecting. They were probably just expecting to see every American walking around with a hamburger and a firearm at all times. I don't know why you have to send a balloon, though. You can just, like, go on the internet and, and watch us do what we do. We, we don't do much here. I mean, what do we do? We, we go to McDonald's. We go to the firing range. That's what they expected to see. Just Americans lined up at McDonald's and then going to the firing range every day. I don't know. You guys have a good week. I'll see you back here next Tuesday. You've been listening to the I Can't Complain podcast. Icancomplain.com, the home of this program. We're available everywhere podcasts are found except on Pandora. Because fuck Pandora. If you're listening to us, give us a review, goddammit. I'll get down in my knees if I need to, but I don't want to have to suck you off or leave her. Fuck. Do you love me? Do I love you? We just met a couple of minutes ago. For all I know, you might be a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I am a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I love you. Bye.